Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to the Live Fully Now podcast with me, your host, Shannon Ryan. This is a place where we get to discover what makes us truly alive, where we can go from simply surviving to really thriving and taking back authority and ownership of our life. So I felt really called to share today based on this documentary that I saw yesterday with my family called Wildlife. And it was based around the people who started Patagonia, the company, and the North Face. And this documentary really sparked something within me. It brought up a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings, a lot of my activist, my warrior was coming out and really inspired me to do even more, create more of an impact, more of a change, because our Mother Earth is suffering And, you know, it was just so inspiring and so moving to see the level of commitment that these people took with their lives. They dedicated their entire lives to saving the planet and the way in which they did this. um, So Patagonia, the company, actually was inspired based on the place Patagonia in Chile. And it was these two lovers that... um, ended up living in Patagonia and using the money that they had made from their clothing company, Patagonia and Esprit, to start buying land in Patagonia, in Chile, and to turn this land into protected areas where there could be no deforestation, no salmon uh, farming, um, and really protecting the land. And it showed all of their trials and tribulations around what they had to go through, what adversities and challenges that they met along the way but seeing their level of commitment and dedication to such a humanitarian cause and such selfless acts of using all of the money that they had to buy these buy this land and it wasn't for their own gain in fact they went to all of the all of the governments um all the officials the president and you know most of the community in Chile was resistant to them and they had to go through many hurdles to allow these allow the land to be bought and purchased and into their name because the system in Chile was very corrupt in the sense that they thought that you know some american is coming in and they just want to buy the money you know buy the land for money and personal gains but really their intention was to buy the land protect the land create national parks and then give the land and the national park back to the people, back to the land, back to the government and have them run it. So their mission really just was simply to protect the land because every year more and more of our earth is getting destructed and their inspiration came from being climbers and going to Patagonia since the 80s to summit these beautiful peaks and seeing with their own eyes and witnessing the glaciers beginning to melt and the cha- you know the severe changes in weather that were going on with climate change over the years so they decided to take a stand and to make a difference and literally dedicated their entire later parts of their lives into doing this for about 20 plus years and it still continues today so also, one of the points that it brought up for me was the one of the the woman in the story. I think I believe her name is Chris. At one point, she says, 
you know, and, and at this point in my life, I was done. I was done with my life. And it really resonated with me. And the message that she was trying to get across was that she decided that she could no longer exist and simply survive doing, you know, this robotic life just to pay bills, make money, and not feel fulfilled and not feel like she's giving back and being of service and having purpose and passion and drive and meaning in her life. So she decided at this point in her life, in her 40s, to quit everything that was comfortable, everything that brought her safety and security, and jump into the unknown, not knowing if anything was going to be there to hold her on the other side. And that really resonated deeply with me because that is so similar to my own personal journey, which if you haven't heard already on my previous uh, sessions or my previous episodes, I'll give you a brief recap, which is about a year ago, I decided to take my own leap of faith, my own jump into uncertainty, into the unknown by quitting my nursing job, breaking up with my partner and selling my house. I knew that I was so unhappy, so unfulfilled, and that I was here for so much more and could no longer exist in this way of living anymore. It was too uncomfortable for me to be in my comfort zone and to just be going through life with them, going through the motions, being a robot, being part of the system. And for me, it was so uncomfortable because I have always had a deep desire and a deep truth that I told myself I would never, ever go to work, pay bills just to pay for things, just to die. And I believe the reason that I feel that way and have felt so strongly about that is because of my 10 years experience in trauma nursing and seeing and witnessing with my own eyes the fragility of life. Not only that, but also my travels since I have been very young, my mom being a flight attendant, we have seen, you know, poverty and struggle and pain and suffering and again, embedded in my head, the fragility of life and how precious precious it is and how little you truly need to be really happy. And in contrast, viewing people in America, in the Western world and how miserable they look compared to the people in Africa when I go there to volunteer, um, you can still see the spark in their eyes, the, the twinkle, the glimmer. You can see their soul. They're alive. They're fully participating and co-creating their reality. And they have nothing they, except basic survival needs, you know. But what they do have is community, time, freedom, love, connection, nature. The simple things that truly is all we need to be happy. So her story in this movie, that breaking point where she decided that she was no longer going to tolerate this life and she was willing to take the risk, even if, you know, if even if she failed, because it was more risky to stay in the situation that she was in, not being fulfilled. So that was definitely a tearjerker for me and also a good build of my intuition muscles, because you know, just like going to the gym and exercising our muscles, we need to go to the gym and work out our intuition. We need to work on listening to our intuition. And then when we listen to our intuition and it's correct, we can build that feedback loop that tells us it's safe. So we can 
do it more and more and more and it gets more comfortable and more mainstreamed um, into our neural pathways. So yeah, this story was just so inspiring to me how she decided, you know, to take that leap of faith, to trust her intuition and, you know, it all worked out perfectly. And similarly with me, it all, I mean, I wouldn't say perfectly, but it has showed me so many different levels and layers of synchronicity, of magic, of wonder, of curiosity, of excitement, of joy, of bliss, but also on the polarity, a lot of struggle, a lot of pain that I've had to transmute and alchemize into light, into healing, really getting honest with myself and looking deep inside at my patterns, my behaviors, my wounds, um, being honest with myself as to how I'm showing up and what my traumas and triggers are and using them as teachers to really open my eyes, my awareness and operate from a higher level of consciousness. So anyways, enough about me. Back to the story. So it was very inspiring in the sense of really she decided, she made the decision to live fully now. She decided to jump in to the unknown, to not let fear hold her back. She decided to surrender and let go and trust that everything was going to be provided for. And in doing so, she was rewarded and she was able to fulfill her mission, her purpose, and make such monumental change in the world. And that level of change and dedication really was so inspiring to me. You know, a lot of people say that they care about the planet. A lot of people now understand, you know, and believe in climate change and believe in not harming the animals and ethical treatment of animals and all these things. But are, are we really doing enough about it? Are we really in alignment with our beliefs, our thoughts and our actions? I don't think so. And I know that, you know, I can take self-accountability for myself in this as well. Granted, over the years, you know, I have gotten more dedicated to making sure that my actions and my way of life is in alignment with my beliefs. And those beliefs are no harming animals or unethical treatment of animals, no harming the earth, reducing waste, making sure to recycle, you know, anything I can do to preserve the planet with my own individual choices is what I've been doing. And now, you know, I mostly eat vegan when I can. Um, I would more so say it's intuitive eating. But again, I choose to live in alignment with my tr truth, with my beliefs, with my values as much as I can. Of course, I'm human. I'm not perfect. And there's times when I could do better. And that's really what I felt from this movie, this call to action, this really deep sense of fire, of passion inside of my soul that was so saddened but so ignited by wanting to fight for these innocent animals, wanting to fight for our innocent earth that does nothing but provide for us everything that we need as we continue to destroy her. So it really made me think like how can I be of service more for the earth because you know wanting to fulfill my purpose my passion my dharma here in this incarnation my soul's mission on this earth in this lifetime 
that's all happy and dandy. But the reality is, is if we don't have our mother earth to live on, none of that is even going to matter. So, you know, how can we step up and fight for our mother earth? How can we show up in a higher way of service for her and really do what these two people did, you know? It was just so inspiring. And I am interested to, you know, hear in comments, feedback, how you think we can show up in the world better for our earth. I think that a lot of the issue is that when we look at things that aren't pretty, like animal cruelty, we we choose to push it away because it's too painful, it's too uncomfortable. And, you know, we choose to believe that these things aren't really happening, or maybe they are, but they're in some distant future and it's not going to affect us, or we'll deal with it when it comes into our direct periphery, you know, which is exactly what happened with the pandemic. Everyone had to deal with that because they weren't given a choice and it didn't discriminate based on anything. Didn't matter how rich you were, what color of your skin, what sexual preference, what socioeconomic status, like it was in your front yard and you had to deal with it. You had no choice. No blinders were being able to be put on. So we really need to take the blinders off and open our eyes, open our minds, open our hearts to be of service for our planet because there is no other planet that we can live on. And, you know, people are like, oh, let's make money to go to Mars. No, no, no. Let's make money. Let's use the money that we have to learn about regenerative ways to keep our beautiful Goldilocks planet healthy and alive. This is not an escape plan. We need to be joining forces, holding hands, and figuring out a way forward to create and collaborate in this way of the new earth, the new paradigm, where we can hold each other up and rise together and create this new heaven on earth. But it's going to require a lot of light workers, a lot of earth guardians, a lot of people that are aligned with their mission, their purpose, and a lot of heart-centered humans to join forces with power, with inspiration, with influence, with money, with all the things, and with good hearts to really make an impact and a change. So I just came out of this so inspired, so heated, so passionate about thinking about ways that I can be more of service to the earth in this way. And it really ignited my inner activist archetype. And actually, I just got back from Bali and I was on a mermaid retreat there with uh, Hannah Mermaid and was exposed to her activism, which also ignited a spark within me as well. And I so appreciate and admire the way in which she chooses to show up in the world and how she decided to change the way in which she was being an activist because originally she was showing pictures of, you know, dolphins that were getting killed and etc. And people didn't want to look at it. They didn't want to face the facts of the ugly truth of what was really happening. And so she wasn't getting enough engagement and response that she wanted. So what she decided to do was change the way in which she expressed her truth, in way the way in which she expressed her activism. And she did that by 
deciding to take photos underwater with these animals, creating a connection, showing this beautiful connection, this beauty, this grace, as she's swimming under the ocean with tiger sharks petting them on the nose and swimming with whale sharks and all the animals and putting on her mermaid tail and picking up trash and being a change maker, a way shower for the children, for the people, having this authority with the mermaid tail of people listening to you as an authority and being able to show other people and create feelings of connection, of oneness between us and the planet and the animals because at the end of the day, we are all one. If we harm our mother earth, if we harm the animals, we're harming ourselves. If we harm one animal in the ecosystem, in that habitat, all the other animals will suffer. If we harm our earth, we are harming ourselves. We need to step into the remembrance of our oneness and solve and dissolve our main illusion, which is the illusion of separation. And we need to remember that we are not separate. We are not separate selves. We are a co-creative, entangled, enmeshed oneness with multiple differentiations of source collaborating to create this circumstance that we experience right now. And really, I feel like we need to make change now. We need to create lasting, bigger changes now. We need to do better now. And for me, that definitely is going to look like continuing to show up educating and teaching and being this activist role in my community, sharing knowledge, sharing information, having conscious conversations and collaborating with my community and trying to figure out ways in which we can do better because I do believe that we have the power to change. I do believe that we are experiencing a new level of awareness of consciousness and that we are shifting into a new paradigm. But we need to really think about how we can show up in our highest selves in this space of power, of authority, of remembrance of our divinity, and of service for the highest and greatest good of all. And that means not only ourselves, our other humans, but also our planet and our animals. So again, I urge you to really think about what things you can do to make change. Even if it's one small change, how can you show up in the world to help the planet, the animals, and our fellow humans? What tiny actions can you do and change in your daily routine to make a difference? I know for me, uh, a long time ago, probably for the past 10 years, I have seen and followed all of the hype and the news and everything around climate control and I spent years bottling in this sacred rage about this because I would watch all the documentaries and see the science and know this to be true and, and see the people going to the government and showing them the proof and then still having lobbyists buy them out and nothing happen because of power and greed uh, from the higher ups. 
So I really struggled with this. I had a lot of internal turmoil and the thing that I decided after <laughs> about eight years, I figured out that me vibrating at this energy of anger, of frustration, of hate towards them or the other is not helping anything. So the only thing I could do was to master my vehicle, my vessel, and I could only control myself, my own vibration, and my own actions and decisions. So if you feel overwhelmed or feel like you can't do anything um, like I did, just remember that you are powerful and you have a powerful impact. You making one tiny change will have a ripple effect out. You changing your vibration, your energetic state, and your frequency will naturally help to up-level the conscious collective. So what can you do to elevate? What can you do to raise your frequency, your vibration, to live in alignment with your truth, to make sure that you're living in congruency with your thoughts, your actions, and your beliefs, and that your inner dialogue matches your exterior circumstances? So... Thank you so much for listening to me today. I would absolutely love to connect with you and hear any comments or any advice or ideas about how we can serve our beautiful planet better going forward. And I would highly, highly recommend going to see this movie. So with that being said, thank you so much. And I hope you have a beautiful, blessed rest of your day. Bye for now.